Oh, mushroom soup. Ooh. Mushroom soup. Mushroom soup. <laughs> All I know is this movie was only, what, 77 minutes long, and it felt uh, like three days. No joke, I started this movie today, this morning, and I started it at, I think, 8. I didn't finish it until afternoon, <laughs> after, like, two different naps. What? You weren't able to watch this all in one solid go? I fell asleep twice. To be fair, oh, though, I woke, yeah. up at, I woke up at 4.30, so, I mean, I was kind of very tired, but it, it, it felt like a fever dream where <laughs> I was like, this thing's never going to fucking end. It's just, this, <laughs> it just keeps going. And uh, I just I passed out, woke back up. I was like, All right, let me finish this, passed out again. I almost didn't watch it. <laughs> I was just going to be like... <laughs> Let us do the podcast, and then we were going to come here, and it's going to be like, yeah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> that would have been fun. The shortest episode ever. So, yeah, Microwave Massacre. I mean, I guess you, if you can't tell from the title what you're going into, I, you know. Well, a movie called Microwave Massacre from 1983, which they actually filmed in 79. <clears throat> and I guess I'm not sure why, <laughs> what, what exactly took so long in its release. I guess all that amazing editing that was done. Um, how about this, though, as a little interesting fact? <clears throat> I don't know if you knew this. The uh, main character who plays Donald, Jackie Vernon... That's mm -hmm. the voice, the voice of Frosty oh, the Snowman. <laughs> oh, trust me, I, I looked was, up everything I could about this fucking movie. I, that's something that I heard, heard his voice, and I was wondering how I knew him. So I looked him up, and, was, I, and the first thing I saw, he was a comedian. I was like, oh, I must have seen him in some comedy or his stand-up. He seems like a stand-up. And then that wasn't it. I've come to find out he's the voice of Frosty. So I was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> that fucking voice. Yeah, and then the once you know that, guy. you hear him saying all these lines, and you just close your eyes, and you can picture Frosty saying them. And it, it kind of fucks with your childhood a little bit. It probably uh, changes Frosty for me from here on in. I'll say that. Maybe not for the better. Um. Oh, boy, oh boy, Dylan. We're in for it with this one. You picked it. I, I did. I did. Now, I I knew, I, I heard that this 
this wasn't great. And then, you know, combine that with it being from the 80s, coming out in 83. And then when we were doing our Halloween bracket, and I was watching, you know, the Pumpkin Carver and Satan's Little Helper, I saw, I came across this. I was like, oh, shit, there's that movie. So right then and there, I logged it in my mind. It's like, okay, it's on Tubi. It'll be easy to watch. If something comes up soon and I happen to get the choice, I'm going to keep this one in my back pocket. And uh, I don't want to jump straight to whether I regret that or not. Maybe during times watching this, a little regret peaked in. But you know what? I watched it all in one go with <laughs> with the ads on, on Tubi, which honestly, when they hit, I kind of they were it was a good time to take a breather. <laughs> I kind of welcomed the ads in this. Um, but you have to at least admit the cold open before you see this girl walking down the street, the cold open, <laughs> you have to admit it's like akin to the original night, uh, 1978 Halloween when it zooms in on the pumpkin, <laughs> this, it zooms in on this huge microwave until you see the head. And uh, a woman's decapitated head. And then that's the little cold up and a slow zoom in to a microwave. And then, boom, woman's decapitated head. And then we get credits and a very, very uh, well-endowed big woman is just walking down the street. <laughs> I don't uh, even remember this. I don't remember that opening. I just remember the big tits. Yeah, yeah, there's a little little uh, cold open there with the zoom in on the microwave till you see the head. But yeah, the uh, once you get to with this woman walking down the street, it kind of cleans your slate a little bit. And from this very first scene, I knew we were in for something. <laughs> there's not even, you know, hold on. You know, this 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 one's a little different because with the uh, previous movies that we've covered, with the exception of some of the ones on the Halloween bracket, I would say that probably not a lot of our listeners have seen this movie. Uh, so they probably have no idea what the fuck we're going to be talking about. Um, if that's the case, please, uh, I don't want to recommend you see this, but if you want to listen to this episode, do yourself a favor and just fucking watch this thing. Um, just for this opening scene alone, because we're going to talk about it. But there's no... <laughs> There's no real way to illustrate it perfectly because that was I, – I texted Jeff right after I fucking saw it, and I just said – I what I say? Jesus fucking Christ or like what are you making yeah, me watch? Because uh, yeah. I just I, – I laughed obviously, but I was just like what the fuck is this? Because I sincerely don't remember that cold open on the microwave. I just remember <laughs> cut to breasts jiggling in front of the camera and Microwave Massacre title card popping up. And also, I didn't watch this on Tubi. I watched this on... It's on Prime for free. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it was in my watch God. list because I actually did want to watch this because I like the poster art. And I'm a fan of these okay. kind of movies, but I don't know. I guess I was expecting this to be a little bit more just like a cheesy slasher, in which it, I guess it is, but it's a little bit... It's This is more a black comedy yeah, I found Dark out humor. later. 
I didn't know I didn't know going into this that it was a black comedy. I didn't I actually didn't know that. I thought it this was a legit uh wannabe horror movie that would just was laughably bad. So I guess it does help a little bit that this was supposed to be a you know black comedy. I think it's kind of a comedy horror and I think it kind of fails it definitely fails in horror, and I think it kind of fails at the comedy too. <laughs> but I don't know. There uh, was genuinely a few laughs that got that, like this. Um, well, but mostly we go any, before we go any further with that stuff, we had to go back and circle around to what we were talking about, which kind of stopped us in our tracks in the beginning of this movie. <laughs> we have to continue with what exactly happens with the big-breasted woman. So I still don't know what happened. The street. I just, I don't know what happened. Here's, I, we're, let's do. <laughs> I wish I had watched let's, this with you. I wish we could have fucking watched this together oh. for the first time, because that. <laughs> I literally looked over at my dog as if it was you, like look looking for a reaction, and he just kind of perked his ears up and looked at me with his fucking, uh, cross-eyed look, <laughs> and I just said, "Oh, you don't understand what's happening, dog." I mean, yeah, I really wish we were watching this one together. It would have been a lot like Texas Chainsaw 3. Because th- when this thing started, I I could have pictured looking to you after this uh, stuff began and, and saying, okay, we're in for something here. We're, uh, we're in for quite the ride. Do you want to describe the opening scene or do you want me to do it? Here's how I view it, and you tell me if I got anything wrong here. <laughs> this woman who we see, the credits over, the credits are going over top, and she's just walking down the street. Obviously, her big breast kind of bouncing around, and she stops at this fence, and there is the oddest shaped hole in this fence. It's literally a boob shaped hole. There's a boob-shaped hole in the fence, like a set of boobs-shaped hole in the fence. And she decides to stop and look through for whatever reason. Well, there's some guy, like, smoking a cigarette or something behind that hole. (laughs) I mean, on her side with her, not on the other side of the hole where she's looking into, like, the... (laughs) She's looking looking into the hole, and the hole, you see a, a construction site. Well, behind her... There's a guy who notices, and he's, like, looking at her ass. He just, like, I think puts out a cigarette, and he look at... This is awful. This There's so much shit in this movie that's really kind of horrid. And he, like, pinches her ass, and then you don't see that guy again. What you do see is her, like, boobs, giant boobs start going, like, sticking through the hole hole that boob shaped hole in the fence and on the other side there's the, the three I guess the main character and his two co-workers the main character Donald's two co-workers they're eating lunch and uh, the black dude the black co-worker looks up and he sees giant boobs through a boob shaped hole in a fence and he, he stands up like I, I'm gonna he like I'm gonna go to the restroom I mean the restroom well as she's getting during this, why her boobs aren't just stuck through. She's acting as though she's getting fucked from behind. 
right? Is yeah. that did she just get, <laughs> But we don't see so she, we don't see a guy fucking her. We just see like from her torso up and she's kind of pressed against the fence, just kinda of like moving she's against moaning. it. Was she moaning? Yeah. Like, oh I don't know. Oh. Yeah. So she's like moaning as like she's getting I guess raped. I don't but her shirt starts sliding down until her boobs just completely pop out. So bare breasts are now through the thing. And now the black dude's white coworker spots them afterwards. So the black guy takes off running towards the boobs, <laughs> running through a field, and the white guy spots them and he jets past them. He's flying and knocks over a guy who's sitting down in the middle of the field for, for eating lunch by himself. Some guy we also never see again. I guess a coworker that's not their friend. And right when the white guy gets to the boo-shaped hole, she like falls out of the hole, and he gets there, and he's just like looking through the hole like with his tongue out, like, oh, I didn't get to, to lick these mystery tits in time. That's how it starts. <laughs> mystery tits. Well, see, yeah. So is that? I mean, yeah, because that's what my thought was. Because it, the the cuts, the editing is very awkward. The the because seeing her press up against the thing and moaning, that's what I thought too. Like, oh, is she getting fucked or raped again? Because this guy is like a stranger. She's just some girl walking down. She peeks through this hole, and then this guy just walks up behind her and pinches her ass cheek. And then the next time we see her, her tits are popping out through the hole, and it looks like she's just getting fucked against the fence, but we don't see him. So I was like, wait a minute, is that what's happening? Or did the guy pinch her butt cheek and scare her to where her boobs got stuck in the fence? And that was her trying to like, get him out. Uh, Either way, it's so fucking ridiculous and awful. (laughs) Uh, I, I, dude, I can't even, like I said, told, uh, our fucking listeners, you gotta watch it. Cause like, no, there's no, there's just, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, this is just, the, this is how we start now. I, here's what I don't understand. Also, why did this movie so obviously fucking out there, which anyone listen to what we just described already knows that now, but why couldn't they just have her like. By the way, every woman in this movie is a slut. They're all just slutty women throughout this entire movie, pretty much. They make women just all like sluts. Uh, the guys are just the horniest shitbag guys ever in this movie. So why didn't they just have this girl like, like look around, put look through the hole, see the coworkers, and then be like, here's what they're gonna get, and just put her boost through and just start like jiggling them through the fence. And then she would move right when they finally got like, why not just do that? Instead, you're wondering is her giant boobs stuck in the? I mean, she's getting pressed up against the fence because her boobs were in, and then she's getting pressed so much that they pop out, and then she almost falls out as soon as the guys reach reach them, and she just kind of falls out like she, I don't know what the hell happened. Oh, and then but also our main the, guy who's like the old an old fuck whatever his name. Donald. Jackie Donald is the name. Yeah. He's got like a giant fake crab on a sandwich that he pulls out of his lunchbox. And he's like, oh, I don't even know what he fucking did. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. I can't even talk about this movie because it's just you're wondering, oh, my God, is this chick getting raped or is her boob stuck? What's happening? 
And then it cuts to our main character pulling his sandwich out of a lunchbox. And he has this giant fake crab just in the middle of the sandwich. On two giant pieces of bread. Like a big fake. It looks like something from the Flintstones. A big giant sandwich and a full crab. A stiff fake just a fake looking giant crab between two. And I think there was like a little sheet of lettuce too. Well, they're all uh, his two coworkers, you know, they have their, you know, bologna and cheese sandwiches or whatever. <laughs> and he tries to trade his crab and he's ho- just holding the crab. He's not even holding the bread anymore. He's holding the crab, like trying to trade for their bologna sandwich. So you get what they say set up is <laughs> Donald's wife is very like uh, uh, I guess she thinks she's like some kind of gourmand and she makes just horrible lunches and dinners for him that kind of drives him crazy and all he wants is a bologna and cheese sandwich <laughs> but he keeps getting crab sandwiches a giant then, fucking crab uh, and then some tits pop through a boob shaped hole I mean so oh and And his wife, his wife gets a gigantic microwave installed in their house, a huge microwave uh, 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 by the company Major Electric. Very clever, guys. Very clever. So Major Electric microwave, it's a huge microwave that you can, it looks like bigger than any oven that you would see. And she likes to cook him all these nonsensical bullshit meals out of this gigantic microwave. That's how we're starting. That's what's set up in this movie. So I knew right away, I was like, (laughs) so I'm sitting there like watching it at this point with the giant microwave and he comes home and I was like, oh man, don't already watch this whole thing, huh? Uh, I was like, I wonder, I wonder how he was feeling about this. So after that ended, that whole boob thing and everything. What were you thinking? What in your mind you were like? What were you thinking you were in for? Uh, I mean, I've seen these kind of movies before. Kind of trashy midnight drive-in movies from the 70s, early 80s. Um, so I kind of had an idea, but it's still <laughs> just some of the gags in the fucking uh, comedy. Still like. I just fucking shook. I couldn't stop just shaking my head. Even now, you're talking, and I'm just sitting here with my head in my hands because I, I just uh, – it's one of those movies you really just have to fucking watch because it's just kind of – it's so trashy, and um, I mean it's funny like to you and me because of our sense of humor, but it's very um, – like what's – I don't know the fucking word. Tasteless. <laughs> uh, and it's definitely tasteless. There's there's horrible shit in this movie. I mean, from the way the guys act, the way they treat the. Granted, like I said, this was filmed in '79, I guess. But also, by the way, before he went to try and trade his giant crab for a sandwich, <laughs> dude, the shit, the sound bites in this. The podcast this episode is gonna be so fucking stupid. I just said the scene right before he tries to trade his giant crab for a bologna sandwich. The white coworker is trying to teach the black coworker how to snap his fingers. 
Did you see that? He, the black guy's trying to like snap his fingers, and then the white guy's trying to describe to him like about music and rhythm because the, the black dude's like, I just can't understand like get rhythm. I can't get it. And the, the black guy's trying to teach the white guy's trying to teach him. The most pointless. I don't know what the fuck they were going for, but I I wrote that one down because I was just like, he's teaching him how to snap his fingers. Like I can't. I don't have rhythm. And he's trying to snap. And I'm like, what are we doing? And then the guy shows up with a giant crab in his hand trying to trade it for a bologna sandwich. I am not going to lie. Don't remember that at all either. All I remember is this girl's tits coming through the fence and wondering, is she getting raped or is she stuck? Everything with the crab sandwich and everything else, I didn't understand. I like, I heard them talk, didn't process it. I was like, I don't care what they're doing. I need to figure out what's going on over here. I mean, oh, then you also have, I mean, it doesn't matter if we fucking skip around in this goddamn episode. Good God, just go watch this. If, if well, you yeah, watch. this movie has no structure. There's no, no. I mean, it sets it up a little bit in the beginning with like he's upset that his wife is cooking him these awful meals. He and he's tired of his wife, which is kind of a old nag. And um, I'm just gonna he kills her, and then he uh, eats her. He starts eating her cannibal. So then he starts killing whores. And okay. Okay. <laughs> we can't speed through it. But yes. That's the movie, though. But after that, that like, there's yeah, that no, is the movie. There's no uh, leading up to anything. There's no main no. character other than our main guy and his two fucking friends who pop in occasionally for scenes. But it's yeah. just him going around and killing whores. Yeah. Essentially. The only thing before he begins killing that I even wrote down was another pointless scene where some girl comes in wearing super short shorts just walking through the construction site. And the white guy who was trying to lick mystery tits <laughs> through the board, through the fence. It was the same girl from the beginning. That was the same girl? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was the same girl from the beginning. Because I'm like, was. okay, is she going to be wondering. a main character? So she just got – okay, so mystery tits comes back. I should have known because, I mean, how many people are going to be involved with this piece Dude, of shit? The amount of girls they got to just fucking. Uh, uh, yeah. Be in this just fucking thing. Yeah, all through this movie. She comes back wandering onto the, the construction site. The white guy is just hitting on her hardcore with the corniest, chauvinistic bullshit dialogue ever. Like, what are you building? He goes, a skyscraper. And, of course, it related to something else that was, you know, Do you want to see hard. it rise? You want to see it rise? I can give you something hard, and it was just this. I was like, "Oh, oh he's like, my you want to try God. my hard hat on?" Because he was wearing a yellow hard hat the whole movie. Yeah, yeah I think he like kind of hit her in the butt with it, and then but she has her eyes on the like muscular and shape dude. So he goes, "Oh, you want to meet him?" She goes, "Yeah." So he takes over to another coworker, and she walks up instantly, puts her hand on his chest, like, "Oh," and he is very stereotypically like gay, I guess. You, go, you know, I break out in hives. And he had like a gay. I, I mean, so we've already offended women and, and gay people. <laughs> we And uh, the black person without no rhythm. We're 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 not even 15 minutes. And I don't think and we're just offending everybody <laughs> in this day and age. We Which I'm wouldn't. fine with. I'm fine with offending people because fuck it. If it's uh, if someone can laugh, if it's a joke, then I'm all for it. But uh, when it's just in the name of like. Uh, I, there's 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 no rhyme or reason for it 
it, it's it, it it's bizarre. And then especially since with that girl, he like the the gay guy walks away, and then <laughs> they sit down, and she says something like, "Do you think I'm a good person?" And he says some he, I forget what he says because then ten he seconds says, later, do, do you do you think do you think I would hit on any girl that would walk through here? And yeah. then there's <laughs> and, and then they kiss. <laughs> it and worked. Then, and then uh oh and then there's a good bit this made me laugh because while that's going on our main character uh uh dudley donald. or donald he's sitting there eating a sandwich when a dog comes up to him and he's like hey dog and he's like here and he gives him a piece of his sandwich he's eating it and then it cuts back to the guy kissing the girl and after they kiss they look over and he's like what does he say because it's so it was a genuine like good bit that made me chuckle yeah it was pretty good he goes I don't know what it was. It was something like, a, like how you two doing over there? And so like he's got his arm around this hot, you know, big-breasted blonde, and it cuts back to Donald, and he's sitting next to this, like, mangy dog, and he just kind of, like, shrugs, like, kind of good. <laughs> that made me, that made, I was like, okay, that was a Jeff and Dylan joke right there. That, that, yeah. that, yeah. that was good. Um, so... so so they they the only thing we're missing there they I'll bring it up just because it is kind of a focal point like a through line to the movie they go to this strip club I guess all the time after work and they I guess I, I guess yeah they go just go there to drink so all three of them go in and uh, Donald makes a comment about like oh I just want something good to eat or something like that when he opens the door to this strip club he like runs face first into a woman's vagina because she's on a ladder fixing something. I just what? want something good to eat. Yeah. I don't remember I this just at want all. Yeah. He mentioned that, opened the door, and he walked in and stopped because there was a vagina like right in his face. She goes, oh, sorry, I'm just fixing something here. Come on in. And, of course, the white pervert guy, he's the last one to go through, and he like look, tries to look up her uh, shorts while she's on the ladder. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. So the strip club is a through line through the movie, and he comes in and... He starts complaining to the bartender. Now, by this time, we're this early in the movie. By this time, I'm this uh, Donald's like deadpan delivery and slow draw and all that stuff was already weighing on me. <laughs> I was so. Oh right, yeah, was, dude, that was the biggest problem with this fucking thing. The trashiness aside, um, the lead character, the lead actor, originally it was supposed to be played by Rodney Dangerfield. His salary was too high, yeah. Um, which, not saying it would have made the movie better, but like the way this dude delivers the lines and the way they're written, I get that it was like for Rodney Dangerfield. I'll like, say this: I I will go out on a limb and say this would have been better with Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield is the shit. So I think if they would have let Rodney go, this might have been kind of passable. But hey, this movie's already, I think, a little bit of a cult classic. Maybe for the wrong reasons, though. But yes. But yeah, Jackie uh, or Donald, he, I mean, just go listen to the Frosty the Snowman cartoon and listen to Frosty talk. That's how this motherfucker talks. The whole movie says every single line the same way, the same delivery. Like, I can't even think of fucking line he says, but it's just like, oh, I'm hungry. I'd like Mike some. Mike went out. Did it really? You're back. Yeah. You're back now. Dude, I swear to God. Yeah, just 
Play it cool. Just pick it up from... Just listen to the way that this guy talks. And then... So just go watch the Frosty Snowman cartoon and listen to the way this, the Frosty talks. That's the way he talks in this whole movie. And I can't even replicate it right. But it's just like, huh, I guess I didn't think of that. <laughs> and it's... Huh. Are you telling uh, me that I'll live forever? Like, I just, I, I think that's why I don't remember a lot of the shit you're talking about. Because not even 15 minutes in, my head is in my hands. I'm like, well, this dude, sh- is this guy like who I'm with the whole movie? Because then it, we, uh, we get introduced to his wife. And, <laughs> dude, <laughs> oh my God, like, they, they're obviously dysfunctional. She's old. And, dude, the scene when he comes home fucking drunk and he's, like, had it. And she has dinner ready. And he comes inside. And he's like, I want a bologna cheese sandwich. You have my order. And she's – I don't even know. She's oh, not even just overacting. <laughs> she's just – like, I can't describe it, dude. This is the hardest one we've had to do because uh, it's not I- something. I can talk about. It's so weird because it's just the way she fucking like. Do you remember when he pours the water on his, her food and she goes like? I remember when he he ah! spits the water from his mouth oh, that's onto it. the that's food. It. Yeah, that's it. And she just gives. He comes like, home. He comes home drunk and demands a bologna and cheese sandwich to be served to him in the garage. <laughs> so then he hates her food. He admits it. Goes to walks out of frame. The shot never changes. He walks out of frame. He puts water in his mouth from a faucet, comes back or whatever, and spits it on her meal. And she acts like, <gasps> <laughs> and that's when like all hell breaks loose. Yeah, and well, like, and that's it. Never changes. It very rarely changes um, shots. Like they'll just lock the tripod down, and whatever happens in this wide angle is what's going on. Like if a character walks off. Uh, walks out of shot, you hear them <laughs> doing their business until they walk all the way back into shot. And it happens the same when he goes and trashes up her living room. He like grabs, like you hear them walk from the other room and it takes them a good 30 seconds to walk into frame. And she's like, what are you oh doing with God. my vacuum cleaner? And he empties it out and he's throwing it all and he's like kind of messing up the yeah. living room. Yeah. Uh, then he pisses like near the fireplace or something. <laughs> Dude, he, he starts pissing, and then the wife is like, goes back to her food and is like, "What? What is wrong with you? Like, cal- <laughs> calmly, like, what is going on with you? Like, you're so hard to figure out." And meanwhile, he's still fucking pissing. And then is that the part where he looks at the camera when he walks back, and he says, "Oh my god," because he he yeah he breaks the fourth wall. I think. A few times in this movie. I think it was right before he cut her because she takes her food that he had spit on her and she, she dumps the plate upside down on his head. And that was the last straw. She's smushing his food into the top of his head. And you basically, she gets strangled and you watch it from her POV. Pretty well. <laughs> and he strangles her. Uh, uh, and then to the ground. And then beats her with like a pepper shaker. And then doesn't he stop? Or maybe it was a song, and pours, cranks some in his hand and tosses it over his shoulder. And then yeah, goes, and then back, goes to back to beating, to her. beating her. Yep. Uh, which is <laughs> a clever. I clever... thought that was. 
cover a little bit. Maybe it was a salt shaker then. That bit. Of, maybe it was supposed to be. It was. It's like a big long pepper mill is what it was. But that's the thing is I think it was a pepper mill and I think he still just cranked out pepper into his hand and threw that over his shoulder. I don't even think anything actually came out into his hand if you watch it back. Probably not. But. but uh, oh and. Yeah, then he wakes up the next morning and doesn't know that he killed her. <laughs> no, he's hungover, and then he finds her dead in his, the microwave or fridge or whatever. And he's just like, oh, okay. Well, he has what? And this is another through line through the movie. He gets really caught off guard. Like, his everything's like, <gasps> but he only stands that way for like three seconds tops. And then he goes, huh, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sound like Harlan Williams there for a second. What are you gonna do it there, bud? Uh, and like, then he's got uh, a weird uh, fucking neighbor. This blonde uh, bimbo the... lives next door, and yeah, he, throughout the movie, he constantly like, comes home and like sees her, like having a gangbang at one point, like chasing each other around the living room, and she like kind of like yep. seducts against the window, and then he later sees her outside like squatting down watering her plants but she's just letting the hose hang down it looks like she's peeing and, and she's, she's, like, she's eating an apple yeah she's eating an apple she's eating an apple out in her front and then she uh he another point she sees him like she pulls like a repairman and by his belt i guess the repairman knocks like hey i'm here to fix this and you just see like a hand pull him into the house so he just has a slutty neighbor was a bit in this movie. It has no, yeah, and that goes nowhere. It's not somebody that he no. kills. It has nope. nothing. There's nothing. Nope. The, the last time I think we see her, she's out in her uh, garden planting seeds with a vibrator. <laughs> she has a fucking vibrator, and she here, and she's using it to dig little holes in the dirt as she plants seeds. Oh my god! I literally dude. wrote down. In my notes, because I had to mention that. Dildo dirt planting seeds. <laughs> I was like, out of everything in this movie, that scene was the most what the fuck to me because it has nothing to do with anything. It's just like, I don't, like, what's a funny bit uh, for a, a, some slut to do? Oh, I know, go get your vibrator and come out here and use it to dig holes in the dirt and plop seeds down in. And I think the guy, like, uh, Donald, walks by and just kind of goes like, huh, <laughs> and then goes into his house. There's nothing to it. Nothing. I will say this. As shitty as they make women look, they make men look equally as shitty. This movie just makes everyone look shitty. So at least they're not, you know, picking on anybody. I'll say, I will say, I will say that because there's, like, perverted guys – there's slutty women. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the guys in this movie were such perverts because every woman in this town is a slut, apparently. <laughs> apparently. It definitely uh, the, paints a picture uh, of a world you don't want to live in. <laughs> like, well, let's not get crazy. I'd visit a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... Back so, to the main story. Uh, wife's dad kills her. And oh, by the way, we see the first of how many scenes of him rearranging the fridge. I don't know. How... <laughs> so, well, hold on. Let's set this up. He kills his wife, right? So then he has to 
dispose of her body so he's going to hide her dismembered corpse wrapped in tinfoil, except for her head, in his fridge. So he empties out all his fridge in the garage of all his food, and he puts it into, a, I think, a trash bin. which sits uh, like, her food, yeah. Which sits, like, right next – he sits right next to the freezer as he puts in his wife's body. And the last thing he wraps is his wife's hand with her wedding ring. And he wraps it up, puts it in the freezer, but before shutting it, it, like, falls out into the trash can of food that he's thrown out. So here I am thinking, like, oh, shit, okay, that's how he's going to get caught. Someone's going to find it in the trash and, you know, whatever. So I was like, okay, that's set, set that up. Well, then the way he starts eating people is he wakes up one night and goes out into the fucking garage and he goes into the freezer to grab something to eat, forgetting that his wife's in there, right? Yeah. So then he walks into the I guess he, yeah, yeah. And he takes a bite and he's like, well, this is really good. Wow, I've never had anything like this before. And he's and then he realizes it's a hand. And he goes, oh, oh. Hmm. And he just goes back to fucking. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck? All right. I get what this. I think at that point I understood what the movie was. Like, it's just a black comedy with some like a little bit of horror elements in it. It's like a satire. Yes. But like really, really fucking tasteless trashy satire um just so you guys know because i'll forget about it that bit with the hand falling in the trash can goes nowhere nothing all that happens no no there is one other little bit kind of (laughs) go ahead because a homeless a homeless (laughs) tell us the joke that pays off here here's how that pays off in the movie um the police don't find it a homeless man in the suburbs is going through his trash can and he's like, oh, what the, oh, the homeless man finds the hand and doesn't even act shocked. He just immediately uses the hand to scratch his nuts. <laughs> oh man. So that's that <laughs> with yeah. literally a, a arm that you would buy at party city. Like in a little bag full of other body parts. It doesn't even have the <laughs> like wedding ring on it. Why didn't they just use that same? Whatever, dude. It anyway. So yeah, that doesn't pay. So now Donald has the taste of human fl- flesh and he loves it. So he starts bringing sandwiches and pizzas of meat to work. And of course, his two construction guy buddies, are like, hey, let's tr- let me try some of that. And they just fucking fall in love with it. The black guy especially is like, man, this is some really good stuff. And I feel like he was actually the one that bothered me the most just because everyone else kind of seemed like they really did belong in this world, whereas he really just seemed like a bad actor, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, Well, first of all, who brings in a giant, long, random piece of meat? And doesn't share it with their coworkers. I mean, now they got that part right. Well, he <laughs> you know, doesn't even. Stick. We've all been there. They're not even taking pieces from it. They're just literally biting, like <laughs> taking bites out of it after one another. Yeah, they're passing this arm-shaped like thing in foil, and they're super into it. Their only complaint is that the meat tastes a little kind of old, which 
They loved it, but the meat tastes kind of old, which then I guess is the setup for, oh, well, that won't be a problem. Next time, I'll make sure I have, you know, fresher meat or whatever the fuck that which means, okay, so now, now he's going to, I guess, kill more people so he can get fresher meat. Because I guess he's found his new calling. He wants to make different meals. He just wants to really, really please his coworkers with food. <laughs> That's his, well, life, his new life. Well, so he, he goes to a – um. meanwhile, again, his wife's head is in the freezer, and uh, he keeps, like, talking to it and shit. But anyways, he goes to a bar where he picks up – there's a whole long bit with a prostitute. He winds up picking back her up. Back to the bar. Back, back to the, the bar. club. And they have a back and forth for a bit. He brings her back home, and he's fucking, like, doing anything he can to avoid fucking her. Because he's worried, I guess, that he's too old and won't know what to do. So she's finally had enough and is like, well, I'm going to go get something to eat. So that prompts him to want to fuck. So then as they're <laughs> fucking awkwardly, it doesn't really show much. Oh. I think it might show her titties. I don't know. But as they're fucking, he starts strangling her, right? Or puts a pillow over her face and suffocates her. Yeah, that is how he kills that one. I think. As he yeah. comes. That part was cool. Yeah. And then, so then he, you're she like, dies. She, she dies quick too. She goes just quick. Like, she Jesus just... Christ. Like, I remember looking at that and I was just like, I just closed my eyes and shook my head. Well, and... the better, the better part happens here, right? When he's placing the dead hooker's body on his countertop and you see her like move her arm. Yeah. And... And then, and then you watch her breathe. <laughs> and you see her blink once. Because <laughs> he turns her head towards the camera, which is dumb. And you see her blink as he does that. But uh, he kills her, and then obviously he brings the food. And, wow, this is better than last time, blah, blah, blah. So oh, then oh the movie just becomes a blur of him literally just meeting random slutty women fucking one in, them in a chi- yeah one in a chicken suit remember her he, oh my god <laughs> he's walking down the street with his hands in his pockets like he's just like kind of like the sad guy or something like that like they should have had dave matthews like where are you going <laughs> that song they played in mr <laughs> and he sees what would be i guess his fantasy here's this girl in a chicken suit, who he starts talking about how she's too pretty of a chick to be dressed as a chick. Ha, 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 ha. And by the way, you can't see, like, any of her face. You see her eyes, so I don't know how he would know. And so, yeah. So, yeah, that's what it becomes. It's him. He takes her back to the house. We see some Mm -hmm. titties. He kills her, cuts her up, and then we always get him, like, rearranging his fridge, like, putting more tinfoil in there. And he's like, he goes back to it so many times. He's like, he talks to his wife's head, which is looks awful, by the way. Like, it's an obvious fucking prop head. And he's like, sorry, May, I need to make some more room in here. And then cut to like literally five minutes of him taking shit off one shelf just to put more tinfoil in on the shelf. Oh, uh, my and then God. him go kill another hooker or a slutty woman. Um. How well, about the- we we have, we do have to bring up during one of these when he has the 
when he's cooking, preparing one of these, and he has like the parts in his giant microwave, he has a heart attack. His first heart attack. He has a heart attack in this movie. Where, oh, oh. And I remember watching it like, oh shit, like, are, are we finally at the 90 minute mark or whatever, the 70 minute mark? <laughs> the fuck? It's like, oh, dude, I was rooting for him to die. I was like, okay, yes, he doesn't. And it just cuts back. Like, there's no hospital thing yet, anything, I don't believe. But I guess that was when he had his. I guess we fast forward because I guess he gets a pacemaker put in. But dude, I guess they just tell you that he this... did, but you don't. Dude, the story. No, no, this movie's like a fever dream. It's like a fucking fever dream. I don't remember how anything flows because at one point, his wife's sister come like comes barging in, wanting to talk oh, to her, yeah. her sister, and he's like, "Well, I'll take you to your sister," and he has her his the fucking wife's head in his hands and he runs to the bedroom and puts it on the bed to where it <laughs> oh my god and it's again such an obvious fake head just laying there on the pillow with like you know made it look like she's laying there and this dumbass bitch walks in there and is like may you poor thing you look terrible and she accidentally rolls the head off the bed and screams that's when donald shows up with a piece of fucking bread a piece, a roll. A roll. A, a baguette. A, a fucking, oh my. And oh. he shoves it in her mouth, and I thought it killed her. Like, instantly. I, I was like, too. no fucking way. He literally just shoves this bread into this woman's mouth, and then I thought she died, and he, like, gets really weird. He's like, no. Like, ew. And then it just cuts to her tied up in the closet with the bread still in her mouth. So I, I guess the bit was... A mother-in-law joke? Like, oh, I would never eat her. Like, that would be... That would be <laughs> I, I, like, uh, because she, she... I guess, I don't know. Or she was too old. I, I don't know what the fucking bit was there. I have to bring... Cutting back uh, her in the closet, too, throughout the movie, thinking that's going to go somewhere. And every time it cuts back to her in the closet, he's, like, grabbing a shirt out, and she just looks more and more shitty, and the bread starts to get moldy. That was a good bit, actually, <laughs> nothing's happening with her but we just this movie is just a continuation of days and maybe that played into why this movie felt or short movie felt like you were watching it for days because you were going through days in his life so he'd come home from work and the closet would open and there she is and he would just change his shirt and like the bottom of his shirt would like brush her face (laughs) i don't know i actually thought that was an an okay bit but yeah that Another thing there, I guess. Dude, what about the bit when he's fucking driving? He's just driving around, and he, like, comes to a stop sign, and this woman starts walking across the street, but you don't see it's a woman because it's just, like, a cloaked figure, like, slowly walking across with a cane. And he's like, hey, lady, get, you know, get out of the road or something like that. Uh, uh, And she uh. she just kind of, like, waves her hands up. She hits his car with the cane a little bit on the hood and then kind of like gives him the finger. He goes, well, what do I have to rush home to? Guess I'm going to get another crappy meal. Or That's, that's bullshit slow dialogue. Because that was before he killed his wife. Oh, damn. Oh. But that, like, so there's this movie's just made up of a lot of bits. And it goes nowhere. Um, he hangs around with his construction friends. They have awful dialogue together. They eat the can, the the meat. He Whoa, kills wait, her. wait, wait. Speaking of, they have awful dialogue together. This is where I want to bring up. Uh, 
so he keeps feeding his friends this meat. Well, I guess it starts making rounds in the paper or on the news and stuff oh, yeah. that there is people going missing. So I wrote this dialogue down from the, the black dude that we said wasn't very, you know, wasn't a great actor. I know exactly what you're he, talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. He says they're talking about this killer and not knowing that they're having lunch with them or nonetheless eating uh, these people. The black dude says, now that's my kind of maniac, an equal opportunity rapist. Because he talked, like, they were talking about how a black girl went missing. <laughs> how a black girl might be a victim of this serial killer. Now that's my kind of maniac. And this guy, everyone in this movie is a shit person, dude. They, everyone, everyone is shit. There is no, actually, you know what? The most likable character in this entire movie by far is the bartender in the strip club who doesn't want to hear people's sad, sappy bullshit anymore and kick the hooker out of his bar. He is the only like, somewhat likable character in this entire movie. And everyone sucks. And then if we didn't offend, I mean, I guess at this point we've offended, uh, I mean, this is horrible to say. Rape victims. Uh, I, I think. Well, we did. This people. movie did. We're just talking yeah, about yeah. what this movie did. Yeah, no, that, no, that's what I mean. This is what this movie did. Is what I'm saying. They offended like black people. I think this movie like offended like men. I think it would offend women. And now it's time to offend, uh, I guess, Asian people. Well, hold on. Because remember in that. Se- <laughs> hold on. Remember in that same scene. Because I I know we want to talk about that. But when uh-huh, after uh-huh. he says equal opportunity rapist, he's like, mm, brought the dark meat today, huh? <laughs> As he oh, takes another bite into the sandwich. God. And it's like, oh, that black girl they were just talking about that went missing. They're fucking eating her. Dope. <laughs> dark meat, huh? And whatever fucking Donald says, like, he looks at the camera, I swear to God, I think. Oh, my God. So there's that. We have here's the, you know, the the best racism in the movie. They <laughs> decide what are we gonna do tonight, and they decide, hey, there's a wrestling match in town, and of course the white guy, the perverted white guy, is like, yeah, I heard there's some like freaky chicks that go to them wrestling matches or whatever the hell it was. And then, of course, Donald was like, and I'll come up with the food for all of us. Yeah, like, and it, of course, they're like, give us a hand. Like, what are we going to have tonight? He goes, oh, I'm heading down to Chinatown. Something called Peking Chick. And the black guy's like, you and mean like, Peking Duck? He goes, no. Peking Chick. <laughs> and then... It cuts to him in his kitchen, and we see... Oh, my God. Uh, a black wig with, like, the, the chopsticks in the hair. And then we see these ginormous fucking round eyeglasses next to the wig on top of... And we see him, like, his back is turned to us, and he's sawing something, which is obviously a dead body. And we hear a gong. Oh my god! 
Jeff, I could not, I could not fucking believe it. I was like, I, man, I would have given so much money to just wipe this mem- this movie from my memory so I could rewatch it with you. Because when I say uh, I laugh so fucking hard, <laughs> I could not believe, <laughs> especially because like, that's it. That's the joke that has that goes nowhere because right after that, our the two construction friends come uh, into the house and find Donald dead on the floor and they find his microwave with body parts in it. And they're just like, Oh, and the black guy gets sick. And the, I thought the white guy was going to open the microwave for a minute and like grab a piece out and be like, yeah. Um, but I guess it's, he died because he, so backing up a little bit, he does have a heart attack and then it randomly cuts to him like at a doctor's office at some point, and the doctor's oh, like, real, like a weird Dutch guy or something. Very, he's got very weird nurse. beard. He's got a slutty nurse. Yep. And we get his introduction. He's throwing syringes at a dartboard on his office door, and then Donald opens the door, and he's like, "Huh?" And he looks at the, <laughs> he looks at the dartboard, and the guy's like, "Oh, come in, come in," and um. He starts talking about like, oh, your heart is very good. Your heart is very good. The pacemaker will do wonders. You you'll live forever. I don't know what you're eating, but and Donald's just like, yeah. Well, I've just been on a little bit of a diet recently, and uh, I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> and um, so he's got a pacemaker. Well, the doctor says, well, you know, you you are what you eat after all. Oh my! I God. swear, I. I think he looks at the camera and goes, huh, I hope not, or something like that. So at the end, it's made to it, – oh, that's what happens. The white guy opens the, – the construction friend opens the microwave, and it says microwave may cause uh, pacemaker issues. So well, it's the, like when, when after the death, it cuts to like a for sale sign in front of the house, and there's repairmen, I guess, going through the house or refixing it. And the repairman, who I think is the director of this movie in an uncredited cameo, says uh, that this microwave is was fault. The wiring was faulty, and is, this would be a nightmare for anyone with a pacemaker. They called the house a death trap. So the microwave ended up killing our main character Donald in this movie. After he had uh, was cutting up Peking chick. <sighs> And can I just say the best bit in this movie? Do you remember the bit when they went through the drive-through to play the? I uh, dude, I wrote that down. I was like, that was the most solid fucking bit. It was yes. like, at first when he was like sitting and they went through the drive-through and he started talking, the guy is so fucking annoying to listen to. So I was like checking out every time he started talking, because they him and his three buddies pull up to the drive-through and they're all laughing. He's like, hang on, he's like. And do you remember exactly what he fucking says? I don't. I think he said, here's what I, oh, yeah, you can take my order. I want you to, like, have your, uh, it was something, that I'm going to paraphrase, stick your tongue out, like, lift up your shirt. Like, it was all, like, lift up your shirt, stick your tongue out, do this, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, and a diet Coke, in a Coke, or whatever the hell it was. And they all start, like, ah, and they drive off. And when they drive off, you see that the drive-thru lady did everything. And she's just <laughs> she's looking totally there. Dressed. She's just looking. 
She's like holding her dress up. She's got her tongue out. She's got like a Coke in her hand. Oh my God. I got to admit, like, that was a fucking solid. And plus, like, because I've been watching this shit, like, shit for all this time and it's felt for so long, that I guess it kind of hit me out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting to actually, like, catch a good, like, laugh at it. And yeah. that is that was the hardest I fucking my favorite part. Yeah. That was my favorite part of this movie. The cold open was really good, too, I thought. But, I mean, in a nutshell, we just pretty much ran through everything. I mean, look, I'm sure there is a lot of dialogue and a lot of little nuances and shit that we missed. So I still recommend just go ahead and watch, if, especially if you have, like, a buddy over. And yeah, that's and what you, I was going to say. Especially, especially if you guys, if you guys smoke. I don't personally smoke, but if you guys want to smoke up and watch this movie, I bet you would laugh your asses off at yeah. some of this shit and, and probably enjoy it. I watched it alone upstairs, like in between, <laughs> you know, like, I, and I had to pause it a few times because, like, my daughter would come into the room, and I don't know if it's actually going to show, like, I don't want my daughter to see this weird guy, Donald, awkwardly, like, pressing in, dry humping this hooker. So I'd have to stop it a few times and drug this piece of shit out even more. But I don't even want to call it a piece of shit. I'm being a little harsh on it. But it was this was quite the experience, Dylan, watching 1983's yeah, Mike I, 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 It's kind of it's a strange one to do a podcast about because I understand what the movie is. Um, it, it's either going to be your thing or it's not going to be. Like you're either going to laugh at it and just fuck it be bewildered by it or you're just gonna be tremendously offended by it and hate it which is fine either one is fine i yeah but yeah if you watch this with a buddy or a group of friends i feel like it'd be a really good fun time because there's some really weird shit in the movie there's shit that i can't we me and jeff can't replicate and just talk about like for instance the performance of the wife when she's like flipping out about her food, that shit had me going. Like, <laughs> just her facial expressions, the way she's overacting, it was it was too fucking funny. And then at the end, uh, the the woman is still alive in the closet, and one of the the guys that's helped like oh, yeah. the repairman or whatever finds him and like set, yells to his buddies like, "Hey, look what I found!" And this woman's like still tied up, and then it cuts to the freezer we see the wife's head and then suddenly her eyes glow orange and then we cut to credits and it's very it's very very it's a strange script in that it doesn't even have like i I seriously thought there was going to be like a detective character that came in midway through the movie and was going to track him down and instead Uh, he just dies (laughs) he just fucking dies he has a heart attack and dies that's what happens. He has a heart attack. You know this was nice. his final movie? Yeah, this is the last, uh, his last movie. Uh, Jackie, what, Vernon or whatever it was. Yep. I'm sorry. Actually, let me. It was, is that the name? Yeah. I don't want to be disrespectful. Jackie Vernon. Jackie Vernon, whatever it was, his last movie. Sound disrespectful. Um, I mean, the voice of Frost, obviously he's had, I'm sure he had a quite a, fine career and i think even this has a little bit of a you know cult status behind it and i think i can see why 
it, I mean, this is a out there goofball black comedy. I don't know if I'm going to rush back to watching this, but I could totally see myself maybe watching this again. I'd watch it with you. I, I'd watch it with you. I would That's definitely watch it with, uh, yeah, I'd watch it with you. I would, I would actually, I could put myself watching this with you, and then maybe after that, maybe never watching it again. <laughs> but this might have a one more viewing in my future if we were to watch it together and, and have a few over a few drinks. Um, Do you remember yeah, the dog? That, the wife's dog. Oh yeah, I'm just glad nothing <laughs> happened to the dog. <laughs> no, but do you remember? It's like it just kept cutting back to it, and his fucking tongue is just hanging out of its mouth. And then when he's strangling the wife, it cuts the dog just trying like run, but it slips on the floor, and, like struggles to get running. I don't know why, but I saw that part and I was like, I started laughing so hard, thinking, I think Jeff would find that funny. I think Jeff and I would be busted yeah. out laughing at this. Oh yeah. Boston makes me feel good. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> now we're covering Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. This is the marathon episode. Like we like we would kick an episode like that off with microwave massacre. But hey, but if this was made in '79, the zoom in on a decapitated head predates friday the 13th i mean <laughs> if you know i don't want to give this movie cause... credit for anything i don't want to give this movie credit for fucking a thing ah uh, uh, okay it is pretty bad it is i think it would offend a lot of people in today's day and age honestly i'm not i mean obviously not us we kind of look past a lot of that shit. it would have to be really bad for us to be like Oh, I, well, well, I never. But, uh, yeah, the, the way they portrayed, portrayed, I mean, just everybody, everything in this movie. So I think they they were equal opportunity when it came to insulting people. That's that's for sure. Dylan, would you rec? So I guess we answered that. We would recommend watching this, but with a caveat. Watch this with, like, a, a buddy. Watch this with a friend and laugh. You know, I would, I don't know, two girls want to watch a horror movie and you have some slumber party or something like that you want to laugh too it's not too scary watch this two guys want to smoke up or have a drink and watch this get after it but yep this was my pick i'll stand by it i'm you know i needed it eventually and i'm glad that uh i can't believe we got as much you know juice out of that orange as we did i mean we just kind of went right through it i was a little nervous i was like i mean what are we gonna do but there's so much shit to talk about this movie but again it's i think it's the hardest one we've had to talk about just because it's not really a movie uh you watch it's a movie you just kind of experience (laughs) and there's no way anyone can kind of really talk about it and cover it it's just something you 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 watch with a buddy and you just share that moment of laughter, or you just turn it off because you're like this fucking sucks. Either way, that's microwave. Yeah, basket. the the movie just kind of happens to you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, with that said, Dylan, are you ready for the trivia portion yep. of this podcast? Hit the music.
I just expect I just expect you to have it have it queued up. Here we go. We all know the rules. This is uh, horror trivia by Endless Games. Dylan, he can miss one. If you can, if he only misses one, he picks the movie that we cover on the next podcast. If he misses more than one, it is on me to choose. And look what happened the last time and the first, the only time so far that I got to choose. We covered Microwave Massacre. So I think Dylan, I think everybody might be in your corner, and I think. <laughs> I think maybe even I am, but Dylan, here we go. We're going to get started. We're not going to waste any time. Uh, here we go. Your first question. In which movie from the 1950s did Raymond Burr play a character named Steve Martin? I got to admit, I feel like we're coming in hot with this one. You want me to reread that one? Sure. In which movie from the 1950s did Raymond Burr play a character named Steve Martin? Uh, let's pass on this one. Let's, let's, okay, let's... we're going to give a pass and come back now. It's, it's a tough start. Second question. What movie is considered to be a sequel to the movie An American Werewolf in London. What movie is considered to be a sequel to the movie An American Werewolf in London? Uh, An American Werewolf in Paris? Correct answer. An American Werewolf in Paris. Dylan, you're still in the game. Nicely done. Ooh, okay, here we go. I'm going to read this final one first. My cat's trying to answer the questions too. What 1978 film features footage of supposedly real deaths and boasted about it being banned in 40 countries? A 1978 film that features footage of supposedly real deaths and boasted about it being banned in 40 countries. I think it's, um, is it Faces of Death? Dylan, the answer was Faces of Death. So here we go. Now, if you get this one right, we don't even have to come back to the one that you passed. All right. But, but here we go. Who was born at 6 a.m. on the sixth day of the sixth month? What? <laughs> Who was born at 6 a.m. on the sixth day of the sixth month? Uh, um... Now, it's, now it's, it's on you if you want to come back to the other question. Whichever one you think you'd have a better chance of nailing. Who was born on the sixth day in the... Six, 6 a.m. on the sixth day of the sixth month. That's the question. That's the question, man. Straight from the card. I didn't write them. I'm just reading them. Uh, I guys, I'm. I, I, I don't know. What's the other one? What was the other question? What was the first one? 
And the first one, going back to the one you passed, in which movie from the 1950s did Raymond Burr play a character named Steve Martin? The only thing I could think of is think of a movie from that time frame. Could be a darker, horrifying type of movie that you could possibly name that's from the 1950s. At this point, there's no hurt and just giving a guess, and maybe now and one. I can't. I can't even give a guess. I have no fucking idea. I have no. I, I wouldn't even know what to guess with the other one. So I guess I, I fucking lose. <laughs> oh my lands. Well, I have to give the answers, in case people are wondering. So the movie from the 1950s that Raymond Burr play a character named Steve Martin was Godzilla. Spelled to me, Gojira. G O J I R A. Parentheses Godzilla. I haven't seen that movie and, enough, so. And the person who was born at 6 a.m. on the sixth day of the sixth month, the answer was Damien Thorne. Does that ring a bell at all? Oh, the Omen. I wouldn't have got the even if I had said Damien, I wouldn't have said Thorne. Yeah, I, I probably would have gave it to you if you just said Damien, because I wasn't in it, but... Man, okay. This is two weeks in a row I'm choosing it, and I can't let what just happened... Although I'm happy with it. I can't throw a curveball out like that again. But with this month happening, with a conversation I had with my coworker today, and the fact that... And with its addition... To Netflix this month. I'm gonna say that next we cover House of a Thousand Corpses. That's what I'm gonna pick. It was added to Netflix this month. I think it's kind of. Uh, I had a conversation with my coworker today. Like my, you know, I have to wear a mask all day at work, obviously through these times. So I have a Captain Spaulding mask that I wear, and he, I had a coworker that I would have never expected, asked me, "Is that a Captain Spaulding mask?" He's like. Whoa, yeah, actually, actually it is, and it kind of had me. And I've been wanting to rewatch that for a while because whenever I go back to those movies, my first go-to is Devil's Rejects. That's what I want to rewatch. But this one I've not seen in a while, and uh, let's bring some Rob uh, Zombie into this into this podcast, man. We haven't covered I'm any down. of his stuff yet, right? Nope, cool. I'm down. I thought you were gonna. So say there it is. Uh, Troll Two. <laughs> I thought you. Were, I didn't know what you were gonna say. I think it could be a safe, a safe bet. You know that movie House. Um, so on Netflix, if people wanted to easily watch it this week before we cover, they have a whole week. It's easy, very accessible to them. It's on Netflix right now. If you're watching during this time, so yeah, I think that might be a good one for us to do next. Yeah, I'm more than fine with that. <laughs> Rob Zombie's and it could a, be a nice little, yeah. An interesting filmmaker to talk about. Yeah, we finally get to kind of dive into that with our his first, you know, entry into anything that we've covered so far. So, yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Uh, are we at Horror Flicks Pod? 
podcast on Instagram. Horror at Flicks ho- podcast at Horror <laughs> Flicks podcast. I still can't Instagram. get it, dude. At Horror Flicks podcast F L I X. Well, thank you guys, and if you watched that because of us, if you watched Microwave Massacre because of us, we thank we both thank you and apologize. Or maybe we introduce something that maybe is up your alley. Till next time. That's the wrap. That's uh let's go eat some peeking chick.